wonderful people. This is episode 10 of Bounce and Motivation. I am Iyamide. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone except those that refuse to use the brain that God gave them. Guys, please use your head, think ahead. Some of you have been asking me, are you going to invite guests? Are you going to have a co-host? What's up with the bands in the name? Well, I have a treat for you guys today. All the way from New York City, I have with me on this episode of the podcast, Hot Girl Ayo. Hi. Hi, fans. Hi, friends. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> nobody knows you. So the high fans that you started with is kind of a reach. Like we, t- we try to tell the truth on this podcast. So I'm going to need you to please. You're about you, a hater. You're always <laughs> me. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> hi fans, hi DS, hi, hi, hi angels. Wow, okay. Hot <laughs> girl Ayo, you know, hot girl Ayo. Shout out to Iyamide for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to chop it up and see where this conversation goes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the shout out. I do collect cash, I do collect gifts. So <laughs> meet, me. Supposed to be paying me. <laughs> <laughs> meet me after the show for my, um, you know, Mailing address, my PO box, you know, all of that. Um, good stuff. I hope everybody had a good week. This week was really tough for most. First of all, actually, this is our first podcast in September. So happy new month, guys. Happy September. I pray that this month will be amazing and will make up for all the weirdness, all the sadness and all the crap that we've had to deal with since March. Back to what I was saying. This week was tough for a lot of people, you know. Just from Chadwick Boseman dying, that really affected people in ways that they didn't expect. So people have had even like personal losses, losing parents, friends, a job. Some people are just losing hope, really. So we'll talk about that. Talk about mental health for black people, because we are black people, or at least I'm a black person. We'll talk about I'm too. Okay, maybe. exactly. <laughs> I think from your name they knew you were black, but <laughs> for adventure, anybody didn't know she's black. <laughs> and then we'll talk about Charlotte Kirk. Most people are like, who is that? I've never heard of her. I hadn't before. That's what makes this story even more annoying. But there's this whole, you know, scratch my back, I scratch your back saga. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we'll talk about Chadwick Boseman. Lessons learned from his life, his illness, and his death. Because his death has really brought people together. It's really brought a lot of light, you know, good light to the black community. So we'll talk about that as well. So, Ayo, starting off with mental health, so many people are struggling. Like I talked about in like, you know, a few episodes, last episode, the one before that. So people that thought they were strong and, you know, what's the big deal? At first, people were like, well, we get to stay home. I don't have to go to work. I'm chilling. I'm cooling. I'm baking. I'm sewing. Now people are just like, I'm pulling out my hair. I'm losing my mind. What is happening to me? So what do you think? What has been your experience as far as COVID, your mental health? How did you deal with it? Let us know. 
Um, so at the beginning, and like most people, I was happy. Oh, wow, we don't have to go to the office. Lit, it's fun. House party was popping. <laughs> Every day was like, turn up, turn up, turn up. Everybody's online together. The jokes, the memes, the videos. Cardi B was doing her thing with her little COVID jingle. Like, it was all funny at first because nobody really anticipated how serious things would get. But I think when things started to, like, drag on, because people really thought we would still have a summer outside. Yeah. Like, people actually thought that, right? So when we now really started getting into it and it's like, oh, actually, this is going to be our lives at least for the next 18 months, pending when a vaccine comes out. If I think really started hitting, started hitting companies. My company specifically did uh, layoffs. They did one round of, actually two rounds of layoffs. Wow. And then they had some people on 80% reduced schedules. So even just like being scared that that could happen to me, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, no citizen that's straight flight to lagos you know? <laughs> just, just it started getting more real and real and um it's it's definitely been peaks and valleys right that like f- at the start it was very fun everybody was laughing joking and then things went downhill from there then we kind of started to see an improvement in numbers things started to get better so me too my experience has really been like that just ups and downs ups and downs but i think now i've gotten to the point where i've kind of really adjusted to life in covid every day I have an extra mask in my bag just in case I forget to take my mask when I'm leaving the house. Social distancing. It's still weird not to be able to like go into a restaurant with people, but there's outdoor seating. So um, it's been okay. But we're hanging in here. I'm a little bit nervous for the fall because now it's as say to get colder or rather cooler. Yeah. And obviously flu season. Hmm. So God just take control really. That's just (laughs) just just take the wheel. Just take the Drive the bus, Lord. Drive the bus. And <laughs> don't leave us behind, please, because this is too much. So, for you, it seems like you had your own, I don't want to use the word breakdown loosely, but you had your own coming to the realization that your mental health was suffering a bit earlier on in the whole COVID-19 crisis thing. For other people who are used to being strong people, who have been strong people, who were there for other people, are just now six months in realizing okay i'm not coping very well what are your tips for them what are things that you did to maintain your sanity things that you did to center yourself and just keep pushing um as cliche as this sounds exercise is so important like you don't have to be doing weights and squatting and sprinting literally just going on a walk outside Mm -hmm. it helps so much because we don't realize how much our lives have changed like yeah you're not going to the office but also you're really not going anywhere you're not walking anywhere you're not taking the train to work you're not going downstairs to get lunch you're just literally stuck in one place Rotate between your uh, bed and your couch. (laughs) So life has definitely become very sedentary, not having vitamin D because you can't go outside. Personally, I'm taking vitamin D supplements and I would encourage anyone else who, you know, if if you haven't been getting outside and getting that exercise, take vitamin D because you don't know how it's affecting you. Literally, vitamins are important. People underestimate And I talked about that, I think, two episodes ago where I said I noticed that I was feeling very gloomy and just down and sad. I do take vitamins, but I was missing the sun component, right? I wasn't really going out. If I was going out, it would be 
straight to the car, car to grocery store, right back out. There wasn't any actual, you know, walking outside or getting any sun. So definitely I agree that that absence of the sun really messes with your mood, even though you don't know it. So I agree that that would be, as far as self-care though, what would you say? That's something I was talking about last week, you know, trying to tell people if you are able to change your environment or do something to pamper yourself, take a day trip, maybe go to a hotel or a spa, depending on what the rules are, where you are, you doing your research, knowing that that establishment is following all the guidelines and is safe. What advice would you give or what tips or suggestions should I say, would you give for self-care? Um, one thing that has been big this COVID-19 period is people getting plants. Okay. Uh, like getting plants, nurturing them, taking care of them, all of that stuff. It's definitely a form of self-care. Um, one thing I like to do is masks. So even though I'm not comfortable enough to go to like a spa or any of those kind of places, I make sure I do masks. Sometimes I'll like do a foot soak. One thing that my friend told me that really helps her is just doing a bath, like just doing a, putting in a bath bomb or like a bubble bath and really just soaking and just relaxing and giving yourself space to breathe. Mm. Um, Another thing I would say is be, be kind to yourself. I feel like we can be very strict on ourselves, especially if you're like a driven person or a super disciplined or ambitious person. This is unprecedented. We have never experienced anything like that. Nobody has the, nobody has a manual. Even a man become top chef. They're just posting that on Instagram. You don't know what they're actually going through in your life. Cause I, in their lives rather, cause I used to feel a type of way. I'm like, okay, this person has learned this new skill. This was, this person has done this one. This one has done this one. And me, what am I doing? Sitting on house party and playing with my friends all day. <laughs> it's like, faffing away. away, just mm-hmm. wasting away. But you really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. People just post on social media True. what they want to. They project the image that they want you to see. Exactly. And this leads me to my actually leads me to my next point. Take social media breaks. Mm. Especially in light of the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything that is going on. I feel like we just get a constant influx of negative information. Oh, this black man has been shot. This one has happened. This one has happened. Uh, 100,000 people have died from COVID. It's just constant negativity. Mm. And because you're so used to being on social media and being in the know, you don't realize how it's impacting you. So it's okay to take, you don't even have to take a whole month or a whole week, just a day off social media and give and be present, present in your um, environment and give yourself a break from all that influx of information, whether positive or negative. Very right. I 100% agree with you. That's, I like the bubble bath idea thing because you don't really have to go anywhere and it doesn't cost a lot. I think like a bath bomb might be what, maybe two, three dollars? Yeah. A mask, same thing, right? So that's actually a really good one. It sounds like you can teach a master class, like <laughs> you have all the skills it takes. You're now a professor of, you know, COVID, COVID, COVID survival, survival studies. Exactly. So you can definitely teach a master class because everybody and their great grandmother is doing a master class on social media now. You know, everybody's putting, you know, 15K, 20K. I'll teach you how to do this. There was one for, I think, teaching women maybe how to keep their home during COVID or how to dress to impress their husband, even though they are home for COVID. Something of that nature. Even people who just, started you know baking or sewing they're already trying to teach master class so at and this point bake white, no matter course, how ridiculous it is 
That's the thing. If you put it out there and you are convinced, if you have the confidence in yourself, people will have no choice that's but to confident. That's just be confident it. in themselves as well. So, hostel. So that... Um, Honestly, you guys hustle. So that, that when COVID hostile. is over and everybody's going for brunch, you won't be left behind. You won't be penniless. Left, <laughs> you won't be broke. <laughs> you won't be left hungry, eating, you know, the same hungry. bread. Exactly. So <laughs> I guess that's something else. If you have the extra time, you have a skill, sell yourself, people will buy it. Hustle and uh, save that money. The hustle is real, yeah. honestly. Anyone, anyone. Anywhere belief is just <laughs> get it done. Well, so unfortunately, it seems like every week some black person is being assaulted, insulted, provoked. That has become, unfortunately, the new normal. And I think no, it's yeah. worthy of mention that these are not new. These are not isolated. Because a lot of people are like, how come all of a sudden? No, it's not. We just didn't have ways to document these things. Yeah. One. Two, nobody was listening, right? Because the people who are in charge, it's not happening to them. Why should they care? Think about when you had your, what's that phone they used for calling service in Nigeria? Nokia 310 <laughs> or your Triumph or Turaya or whatever those phones were that didn't have, you know, cameras or video capability or internet. When there wasn't social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, no WhatsApp, you know, these things are all what's within the last how many years, right? Those things were not there. So how were you going to record your encounter, say, with the police? or your racist neighbor, or your boss at work that was even telling you you're a nigger. <coughs> Think about it, right? They could do stuff like that and get away with it because it's your word against right. mine. Someone told me that I had an encounter with the police, and he was like, I didn't do these things you're accusing me of. And the policeman said, but it's your word against mine. Like, told him to his face. As my mom would say, ho-ha. Is your word <laughs> against mine. So this has been happening to black people since time immemorial, but no way to actually get that evidence. Even then, police were not really wearing body cams when they were. The process to get those videos is so long, and that's what makes this story we're about to share so ridiculous, right? I'm sure everybody has heard about Daniel Prude, Rochester, New York. I have been to Rochester so many times, and I'm like, wow, really? (laughs) This is happening (laughs) in Rochester. So it's not a good feeling, but a black man, this thing happened in March right? George Floyd happened in May. So this actually happened before George Floyd, but nobody was there as a witness to record it. The only evidence was the police body cam. There were seven police officers, so there should have been seven body cam videos. This thing was only just released a few days ago. We're in September. So think about from March till September. I'm 100% sure if there wasn't any Black Lives stuff going on, they would have buried it. Because of it course. seems like that's of always course. their excuse. Oh, the cameras were not working. The camera. Why are you wearing yeah. the camera if it's not on? Why are you wearing the camera if it's not working? You know? But I think just all the noise about Black Lives Matters and, you know, just all the gra grand, just the movement has been strong. They didn't really have yeah. a choice because really six months, this thing was on your body cam. Yep. I'm sure there's some USB or some connection to the computer. That's all it takes to download it. But exactly. they tried, you know, to bury it and hide it and keep it and Anyway, before I talk too much, pretty much the rundown is Daniel Prude was a black guy, came from Illinois to Rochester, New York that very day. Just show you how wild this is. He's had some mental health issues. He was in Rochester to stay with his brother, visit, you know, kind of get away from hostel and bus too of Chicago City life. And he was having some manic episodes, suicidal thoughts, all of that. 
he had actually been checked into a hospital. And I guess they keep it for a few hours. They observe you. If nothing too much is going on, they free you. From my experience, maybe watching too much Law and Order and all those other people, I'm always hearing 72-hour hold. So I thought that yeah. was the norm. They will hold you for 72 hours, psych evaluation, make sure you're okay, medicate you, make sure you're calm. I don't know why he was released early. They said he was having suicidal thoughts, you know, just having a real breakdown. So I don't know why they thought after a few hours he was fine. He was ready to go home. Right. I don't know if it's a space thing. I don't know if it's a policy change because of COVID. I also don't know if it's a, it's a black guy. He'll be all right. You know, so many angles. Anyway, he goes back home to his brother's house. He's not really doing well. He starts, you know, panicking, taking off his clothes, saying incoherent stuff. They're trying to calm him down. He's not, you know, responding. And he runs out of the house, barely clothed. Mind you, this is Rochester where, I mean, Rochester and Canada is like your two you fingers said, close to each other. Know? Like, you know, if you cough, they'll hear you. So <laughs> it's, to be honest, to the, from Rochester to the border of Canada, I don't think it's up to two hours, you know? So it's really close. It's really cold. That's the point I'm trying to make. It was March, so there's still, you know, some snow happening, all of that. So right. it's cold outside. It's not summer type thing. And this guy goes out barely clothed. So of course, his family is concerned. They do what they think is the best for him, which is get help, right? You call 911, 911 will send police officers, they'll send an ambulance, EMS, get him professional help. Biggest mistake ever. He goes out there, he's even taking off more and more of his clothes. So the little he was wearing, he starts taking it off till he's stuck naked in the cold out there. People were scared. Apparently, somebody else called 911 to report, you know. So police comes. They start doing all this. Get on the ground. He got on the ground. Right? So he was having his manic episode. He was having all that stuff. But he obeyed. He did not resist. He got on the ground. Put your hands behind your back. He actually did it. Now, anybody who sees someone who is naked in March, running outside, you, you've already been called. You've been briefed. You know that something is going on with this guy. Yep. I would assume there will be some level of compassion. Or, okay, you know, what can we do to get this guy out of this situation? Get him to a hospital ASAP. First of all, why were there seven officers? I'm trying to understand why you need that well, many people. Right. Do you understand? It's not a violent person. It's not a violent person. He doesn't have, you know, any, he injured anybody or whatever. So he sits right. on the ground, puts his hand behind his back. They cuff him. I guess they're waiting for the ambulance to get there. Why they didn't put him into the car, I don't understand. Because it's freezing cold. Freezing, right. And he naked. Yeah, they have their jacket. They have their own, you know, earmuffs and their beanies. This guy is 100% naked, like not even a leaf. And of course, the guy is saying incoherent stuff. He's telling them, you know, God this, Jesus that, give me your gun. Um, You know, he's spitting. He never tried to reach for the gun, right? He just said, give me your gun. He's talking about, you know, look at my big black, you know, manhood, whatever. And they're actually laughing. They're cracking jokes. They're laughing. This man is sitting out in the cold on the ground where there was some snow. Like, you know how snow is melting and stuff. At what point do you not understand that something is wrong with this picture? Anyway, the guy is spitting, he's spitting. And they have this hood that they use to cover their head or face. It's supposed to be breathable material because, you know, they're spitting. You don't want them to spit on you or bite you or whatever. They didn't say he was biting. They put that on and the guy starts struggling because he's like, I'm suffocating. Take it off, take it off, take it off. This would do what they know how to do best. It turns into a, oh, he's trying to resist or cause trouble. They push his head down to the ground. Somebody's on his legs. Somebody's on his back. Somebody's on his head. There wasn't any knee on him, but full body pressure. And the guy is literally 
trying to talk, he's muffled, and they keep yelling over him, stop spitting, stop spitting, you'll be alright, calm down, calm down, calm down. You're suffocating somebody, why are you telling them to calm down? And the person is coughed, and you're on them. And you're on them. Well. They are naked, they are in the snow. It's cold. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, they are doing, they are doing, the guys, and after a while, he just goes calm. And these retards, in their mind, like, okay, he's finally maybe passed out or too much adrenaline or whatever. He's now okay. EMS or whatever, ambulance comes. They check the guy. Oh, he's not even have a pulse. And at one point, one of the police officers says, he's probably cold. You know, is he okay? Should we? And they're just like, oh, whatever. EMS comes, check him. Oh, he doesn't have a pulse. They start doing CPR. And they're panicking. And one guy's like, oh my God, like, what did we do? What's happening? And the EMS guy says, oh no, you know, you guys are fine. It's not you. Sometimes it happens. Almost like a... He had what? Too casual. Too casual. Like, and what annoys me is if it was a dog or a cat, because these people don't play with their pets, that was even going into some kind of cardiac arrest, they will do whatever it takes. They will start screaming, running. I've seen videos and pictures of people giving CPR to lizard, (laughs) birds. No kidding. (laughs) This is somebody's child, a full-blown human being with family, brothers, sisters. He has kids. Allow this guy to just be messed up like that. EMS is even calming the police down. Like, oh, don't worry. It's not your fault. You don't need to panic. These things happen all the time. Take the guy to the hospital. He's on life support, all that stuff. But it's too late. He dies like a few days later. Because he's been brain dead. Brain dead. So when you think about that, I'm like, okay. You could on one hand say maybe they don't know how to handle somebody who has mental health issues. But... When you look at the history of all these other people who get in trouble, go and shoot out a movie theater, shoot out a school, do all these ridiculous things, go to a church, shoot out black people. The excuse they always give and the excuse the police always gives for dealing with them with, you know, kid gloves is they had a mental issue, mental health Mm -hmm. breakdown. Now you have a black person who you already knew before you got there who he was, what was going on with him. They just asked for your help to get him securely to a medical facility. You yep. killed this guy. That's, That's what, what it is. You killed him. That's you killed what I'm him. Period. Like. How are you able to treat white men who have already killed people? This one hasn't killed anybody. Didn't hurt anybody. Didn't bite. Didn't slap. Didn't molest. Didn't. Just a harmless person who unfortunately was going through a tough time. But these white boys who have taken lives on purpose, like they woke up, put on outfits, got their gun, got ammunition, released manifesto online, went there, the devil's work somehow you capture the people 100 percent everything Take is them fine Burger King sometimes even. yeah give them food because they are hungry and you know human rights you know human but now rights. a black man having a full-blown episode and the best thing you guys can do is to take his life so for me it's it's part of things that really annoy me because i feel like they just don't value black lives to them yeah. it's it doesn't matter there's always going to be an excuse right he was resisting. He resist. He didn't resist, but we thought he had a gun, but it turned out to be a hairbrush. He looked he, like he was reaching. He looked like he was, you know, there's always something like seven of you and nobody. That's what annoys me. Out of the seven could say, let's get this guy into the car. He's cold. What would he have taken you? Let's even say the guy spat on you or spat at you or whatever. You thought he had COVID. You didn't know if he had COVID or not. Put him in the car. Leave him there to sit in the back seat by himself. Right. What would, what, what, what would he have taken? You turn on the car, let the heat be running. For all you know, the guy must have even fallen asleep. EMS comes, they know what the protocols are. If they have to strap him, they have to, they take him away. 
all is well that ends well. Everybody is happy. So now I'm trying to imagine how his brother feels because you are the one who called the police and now your brother lost his life because of that. Like, should we not have any faith in the police? Should we? I don't know. It's, it's a lot. The answer to that question is no, because in my opinion, the system was never even created for black people to start with. True. The uh, predecessor to the police was the KKK who would be sent out to go and hunt runaway slaves. That is the origin mm-hmm. of the police left that day. Mm. FBI have released several reports saying that the police has been infiltrated by members of the KKK and oh. white supremacy. It is known news. We have seen several times when police trainings, which apparently they train them for like two weeks or one month or something ridiculous. Mm. Police trainings and the target that they use when they are doing their shooting practice is the image of a black, black man. Wow. They, even with uh, Colin Kaepernick, they would put his jersey on their training, whatever. So literally, they are trained to hunt black people. That's just it. So for them, for them to even start thinking of, oh, eh, he's cold. Let me put. Nah, they don't see you as a human being in that way. They wow. see you as animal that they are here to catch, and you know, it's unfortunate, but the, the kind of individuals that law enforcement work. Um, attracts is losers. People yes. who are cool and <laughs> hide behind a gun and a badge. And it's, no, it's true now. It's usually people who don't have anything else going on for them. Mm-hmm. They are physically unfit. They are not. Uh, they are not trained enough or intelligent enough mm-hmm. to get into the army. So where do they go? Police, easy money. They have all sorts of laws that give police immunity. The police unions are ridiculously powerful. Like so mafia. They are pretty much a mafia. That's exactly, they're mm-hmm. gang. They're mm-hmm. gang, they're mafia. That's but there's another people. group of people that go into the police, right? Especially, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but like in the South, people who they thought they were going to become some star, like maybe they played football in high school, played, you know, baseball, something. They played a sport. They were like the local heroes of that town. You know how in the South, they take like, you know, high school football seriously as well. So people who mm-hmm. thought, this is going to be my future. Everybody, they were popular. They dated the popular girl. And either it didn't work out, maybe they were not as good as they thought, or they didn't get drafted to a good school, or they did go to a good school, but couldn't meet up for whatever reasons, their grades were never stellar. And the next best thing is, how else can I show I'm a, a tough guy? As a narcissist that you are, their dad right. is in, you know, a sheriff or their uncle, or, you know, they have somebody in the police force and that becomes the next logical step, right? Step. They go into the police. So you have those ones who feel they are God. And that power is getting to their head. You are trash. You are a black person after all. Some of them hate black people because black guys were excelling more than them in those sports. Right. Right. Overshadowing them. Exactly. Doing better than them. So you have that hatred as well in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. Yeah. How are you going to deal with them? If not, treat them like less than. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, the protests and stuff are great, but... How much change are we really seeing? Because every week there's still been some police thing. I mean, look at what's happening in Wisconsin. You would think after George Floyd, people would be on guard or alert or be more, what's the word, watchful. But they're still killing black people like they're killing chickens. They don't know what else to do. They don't have any other training other than to kill black people. Literally, like it sounds funny, but literally that's it. They can't even help themselves. Even in the height of all this political unrest, some cities are still on fire. They are still, what about the one that they shot seven times in his back? That's it. So they can't help themselves. That's the thing. They are cowards. They can't help themselves. When their ego feels threatened, the first thing they move to is their gun. 
That's just it. They don't even have to feel unsafe. Once they feel that their ego is threatened or they feel like, you know what, this is going to take a little bit too much effort, then pow, pow, pow. So that's why people are saying defund the police. And I think people, the statement in itself is confusing because it's like, okay, if you defund the police, then what? Mm-hmm. What, what my understanding of defund the police is abolish the system that we currently have now and bring in a system where, first of all, there, there, there needs to be categories of police or law enforcement that responds to non-violent incidents so for instance when there's a person with a mental illness going through an episode or something those people need to be trained on de-escalation tactics and all of that Mm -hmm. then there needs to be another group of people who is who are responsible for you know violent situations but those people should be held to the same standards that military men are held to in my opinion because hmm. even in the, on, on the war field if you if you shoot someone you're going to be accountable to that that's yep, just it that's true and just shoot people willingly even when they're in the middle of war yeah. so why then can police who are supposed to be serving and protecting the community haphazardly shoot people and say oh i thought he was going to you thought not that he did you preemptively hmm. shot someone it's, it's ridiculous so the, the the barrier to entry into police work has to be really high so that mm-hmm. Idiots, the weed, <laughs> useless people will be weeded out. No, seriously, that's true. Because like, that is life and death. You're giving that's this person true. a gun, and also they're going in with that mindset of having immunity. So for them, it's just like no, they have nothing they to lose. Yeah, they don't understand. You're very right. The only thing they care about is, which is why a lot of them, even when things get out of hand, all they are thinking is they don't want to lose their pension because apparently they have good benefits. The pay is not great, yeah. but they have good benefits. So for them, yeah. another thing I found out was. You can be a police officer, say, in Houston, Texas. You do something bad, your career ends. You can legit move to, you know, New Brunswick, New Jersey, and be a police officer all over again. There's nobody tracking. You know how you have, like, your social security that they can look you up? Nobody's tracking. The police forces don't have any kind of alliance. They are literally standalone, 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 standalone. So what you have a lot of times is even people who have been in a police force that held them accountable made sure that they were punished when they did something wrong, let them go. These people just pack up their families, move to a different place, and pretty much start again. Just blend in. Oh, you have police force experience. Some of them are not even tell. And that's it. So really, there has to also be some kind of national database where the same way you have prisoners, database, you have criminals, crime, even if it's state by state. Yeah, there has to be something where you know what they've been written up for, if they've had any violent issues, how many times they've shot people, was it a justified shooting? What complaints were, you know, have their history, yeah. know who this person is, what they're about. Then, regardless of where they go, they already know in their mind, hmm, if I mess this up, I can't go anywhere that's else because that reputation is going to done. follow me. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something else that needs to be done. They need to keep that in mind. If you're a good person, you won't care because it's only good things that will follow you. If you're a bad person, that will make you, you know, sit up and know, okay, Maybe being a police officer is not for me. Not for me, right. Fam, do you know that the salary on Google for a clown for a year, $50,000? So legit, you don't have to be a police officer. You can be a professional clown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's say COVID is restrictive. When COVID is over, think about how many birthday parties every week. Think about how many circuses there are. All you have to do, that costume on, on Amazon is $14.99. On Amazon, fam, that's uniform. You just wear it, put on the wig, put on the red nose, small makeup. Literally, you have a new career. So if you know that police is not good for you, you can't do police work. You can be a clown. 
I'm sure there are so many other careers that I didn't think of or I didn't look at. No, but that's an easy one. Yeah. Like they have those horns that make you know pee or whatever beep beep whatever they sound. Literally, like, I mean the kit is not even a, you can start but you can even start your own company. Twenty dollars you started work. Go on uh, Vista Prints nine ninety nine you print business card. Go on Instagram you start posting pictures. Work <laughs> work don't start now. That's just it. Work don't start. Work don't start. So <laughs> I don't know what what do you guys think, listeners? Do you have any suggestions when you hear defund the police? Does that resonate with you do you think the system should be overhauled do you think police in general should it become citizens arrest what are your Mm. thoughts and opinions right go to abanta motivation on gmail leave your comments under our post let us know what is your own opinion on this i really want to know what people think right because a lot of times you assume everybody is of the same mindset as you because we're all angry we might be angrier than others there might be people who are a bit more rational or a bit more removed and they might be able to offer you know, better solutions. But I do think yeah. that um, Uncle Joe and Auntie Kamala <laughs> need to ask the masses <laughs> what they right. actually think, get yeah. opinions, things that actually make sense and can actually work. Right. Then they know how policy and lobbying and all those other things that happen at the yes. top will work out yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, because I know that not everything we think of is actually feasible. Some things, you know... Yeah. For whatever reasons, when they get into White House and into Senate and all those places, can't you know follow through? But at least let them hear us, put everything together, and you know come up with something reasonable. Because for now, this whatever they are doing is not working. Yeah, clearly the foundation is shaking, and unless the whole building comes down, we'll just keep putting lipstick on a pig. Like you're just covering, covering, covering. You know, nothing reasonable is going to come out of it. So, hmm, we're already running, I won't say out of time, but I'll skip the Charlotte Kirk story because she was irrelevant anyway, and go, <laughs> all offense to her, she's listening somehow, every offense to you, ma'am. Let's go to the Chadwick Boseman story and then see what time is like. We might be able to come back, maybe not. Okay. So, Chadwick Boseman, such a superstar, right? Mm. Not just the fact that he was a celebrity, because you know how people say, oh, superstar, even whiskey, everybody's for me, superstar. But, not in that regard, but as far as even just at the core of being a human being, right? The things we've heard since he's died, things that he was doing, but were kept private, his struggle, you know? Sometimes I have cramps and I'm like, I was supposed to record on Thursday, guys. I couldn't because I really thought I was dying. But here I am on Friday, I'm alive, I'm recording. But can you imagine cancer, you know, mm. chemo, surgeries? So it wasn't just a small, just for years, since 2016. He just died 2024 good years and yeah. at no point did he give up and just let me just wait to die i feel like to the very end even people who said oh you know i texted with him i visited him to the very end he was still talking about this project helping this person finishing that telling this story you know the amount of courage and strength it took discipline people talking about you know he knew what his purpose in life was and he was so focused on making that purpose a reality that understanding that we are just on earth for a short time was such a mm. big deal to him. He really wanted to make as much impact as he could, and he did, right? And then talking about, of course, his iconic roles, he's played so many black heroes through different you know, times in history. And then, of course, Black Panther, which most people know him for being the first black superhero and all of that. Mm. So in his professional life, 
he played, you know, superhero. But like in his real life, he was a superhuman being and he was a star. Like yeah. everybody who came in touch with him was like, he touched my life. He made things better. He really shone and you couldn't but acknowledge who he was and the greatness that he possessed. Right. So when you think about all that, when you think about, you know, I've never heard of any scandal that this guy was involved in. Yep. There That's wasn't fine. any, oh, one girl said, I text her or asked her for a naked picture or I punched this one or I got drunk in this nightclub or nothing. Yep. Literally. And this guy has been in show business for a while. It's not just, oh, I came yesterday. Yeah, he's a veteran. He's in a veteran. Business. And he kept everything clean, everything smooth. He was able to separate something I really liked, personal life from public life. Mm. It wasn't, oh, guys, see me, this who I'm dating, pics every day, every time. Literally dated his wife for years before people even knew that they were dating or before it became public or, you know, they appeared together. Yep. Then they got engaged. People knew. Nobody even knew they got married till he died and were seen, okay, survived by his wife. People are like, wait, what? He was married. He had a wife. So for me, that's something else that made him such a great person that those two were just different. He was honorable in his personal life. He was honorable in his professional life. One of his friends from college, they were friends till the very end, said there's so many roles that he turned down because it didn't align with what he felt was his purpose or the message he was trying to pass across. Mm. And you think about that where a lot of people just want to make money, be rich, be wealthy, be popular. Of course, the more movies you're in, more visibility, the more. But he was still selective. And his friend said he didn't start becoming selective when he had already played King, you know, Chala or T'Challa. It was from the beginning. So even when he was still trying to build his reputation, where he was like, guy, whether I take anything you see, he was still from the beginning. I can't take everything. This doesn't align. This doesn't. And at the end of the day, he still became, I mean, such a big deal. Right. You know? So when I think about that, I'm like, man, there's so many lessons that we can learn from his life, his work ethic, his literally no excuses. You hear stories of people that maybe they found out they had HIV and then they're like, I'm going to go out and infect everybody else. Right, right. That bitterness, that anger, that pettiness, that, you know, that ill feeling. He didn't have that. There wasn't any God. Why me? I've served right. you. I've lived a good life. How come I'm the person that, that gets this? Gets right. this? He was still doing what he needed to do. Yeah. Then he didn't start announcing it. He didn't want pity party. He didn't want people to, oh, this guy is almost dying. Oh, let's cast him in a role. Ah, this guy is almost dying. Let's befriend him. Let's give him an award. Let's give him a yeah. style. You know, I, I don't know how to, like, what do you think about the fact that he didn't share that he was sick? Um, so he's, a, he, he's, he's clearly a wildly private person. Mm-hmm. Like for the fact that people didn't even know he was married, people didn't yeah. know much about his personal life. He was definitely very wildly, um, private, but I think he also didn't want that pity with mm-hmm. having an illness associated with you. Mm-hmm. For instance, anything Kanye West says now is like, oh, mental illness, mental illness. <laughs> he does act out, you know. That's true. But I think that Chadwick never wanted to be viewed from that lens of, okay, somebody that is sick or vulnerable or someone mm-hmm. that needed to be pitied. He, like, I was listening to 
what one older actor was saying about him and he's like he was just such a natural leader mm. and not in that he would come in and try to boss people around but he just had a natural quiet power to him he was mm. kind he was humble so just like an innate leader mm. so i think just he definitely felt that responsibility of him knowing his purpose and, and knowing that he had something to do on this earth and he was going to lead people. So I don't think he wanted the world to see him from that light of being ill. But you can see that it wasn't only for selfish reasons as in, okay, just to protect his ego or mm -hmm. protect his image because he was so involved with cancer patients, mm -hmm. um, always going to the right. So you could definitely see that influence. Maybe people, some people just view it as, okay, normal celeb, you could, they just mm -hmm. do, you know, or photo ops and all of that yeah. but he i guess that i think that was the outlet he used to not tell the world but you know deal with his cancer diagnosis yeah. that's true that's true i mean to what you said even with this whole kanye west thing i think because a lot of people are like why didn't he say anything you know how people feel entitled and that's something that's so annoying about fans why didn't he tell us if he tells you what do you want to do with the information what do you want to do exactly yeah really. because when he posted um, in April, I think he was posted a video and that was the first time people had seen him in a while and he was looking so gaunt and just so sick and so skinny. And I remember thinking, is this for a movie role? If it is, this is risky, you know? Because that's a lot of weight to lose and he was just looking like he could fall over any moment. So he made that video and he was talking about giving um, 4.2 million in PPE to black communities that were affected, you know, all of that. And people in the comments literally went in on him and were, why do you look so sick? Why do you look like this? Is he on drugs? Is he alcohol? All kinds of horrible things. And he had to take the video down. Now, in retrospect, that people know. Of course, they feel stupid. Everybody's like, oh, if only we had known. Why did you have to know the reason for you to behave like a sensible person? Right. For you to have some compassion and empathy. Why did you go to assuming the worst? Do you understand? You Why couldn't your mind think this guy, which some people did. Some people were like, are you sick? Are you okay? Your fans are worried. Please let us know. I understand those ones because it's somewhere that maybe they feel, you know, they are worried about him. But more people were, looks like a crackhead. This is what yeah. drugs does to you. And I'm like, really? People would rather go with the most scandalous and salacious. Even if it was drugs, though, what's your business? Like, what, what, was your, what was your plan to help him if really you found out that he was addicted to drugs? Then you were going to do what? Laugh at him? Of course, of, of course he's laugh now. Eh? These celebrities anyways. Eh? Hollywood. Ugh. It's a shame. Because now those people are feeling stupid, feeling bad, you know, now trying to be remorseful. They are the same ones writing, guys, be kind. You never know what people are going through. I kept seeing that a lot on social media. And it was really irritating because I'm like, somebody doesn't have to be going through something for you to be nice to them. Like a human being. Unless somebody that is your actual friend or somebody you know personally tells you something. Or why do people feel they need to leave comments on that other? Like, it's not your business. Nobody invited you into that conversation. You are in your house using your own internet that you pay for and you go on social media and you're just going from page to page, from news story to news story, leaving ridiculous comments, being just a horrible, I would even call you a human being. Just a like troll. Satan's little helper because Satan cannot type on the computer. So he's using you instead. And you're just sewing, just maybe to be funny, maybe to trend, maybe I don't know, but I feel like we've lost our humanity because of, you know, you're behind a computer screen or you're on your phone typing. Anonymous, right? So... You're anonymous. Nobody you can't can do trace anything. You. Thank you. Nobody can trace. Nobody knows who it is. The worst thing that will happen is you get your account suspended. That's all. Now... No consequences. No consequences. Now, those same people 
started going after Michael B. Jordan. Why are you not leaving a comment? Why are you not leaving a statement? He was your friend. He was your coworker. Why aren't you giving a tribute? What's your business? That's how you know that, that their remorse, quote and unquote, is just nonsense. It just that that that's what was trending, being remorseful. Being remorseful. Popular at the time. So because now you're angry at somebody. Attacking Michael B. Jordan. Do you understand? Like, who are you to tell somebody how to mourn? You guys didn't even know this guy in real life. This is somebody who worked with him, probably had his number, hung out, maybe ate together. Yeah, no trend, it it's a real deep, it's like losing a family member. Because when these people are acting, they are in the same space for so long. They are. I mean, doing a lot of team bonding exercises, that's your friend, that's somebody you know. So, of course, it's more personal for him. Why does he owe it to you guys how to show his sadness or his loss or his grief? I mean, I don't know. Some people need to, I don't know, maybe turn them upside down and shake them. They need help. Like, you need to just, you know all those resetting slab, but when they, you know all those movies, when you slap the person, their neck will now turn, 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 the head will now come back. Like something is shaking up there, or some screws are loose that need to put back. It's so it's annoying because these people never learn. Yeah, right. Learn. If God forbid tomorrow now you heard Michael B. Jordan maybe like hurt himself or attempted to kill himself or something because the grief was so much, these same buffoons will <laughs> enter the same bus and drive to his page and start writing, "Oh my God, so sad. Take care. Be kind, guys." Thank you. We'll be trending. Michael B. Jordan, we're here with you. Love and support. Prayers and wishes. Light and love. <laughs> Nepa will take light. You're all mad. Like, Thoughts and prayers. It's so annoying because why can't you just think for one second, be human for one second. Imagine yourself losing a close friend or family member. You want your space. You want your privacy. You want to, you know, why can't you reflect? Okay, even if it's just in honor of this man, this is not what this guy stood for. Let's just chill. You don't. You won't. Then when police is beating black people, you're the first person that will talk. But other black people that are there in your own space, you don't respect them. You don't give them that courtesy. You don't... You don't... I don't even know what the word is. You don't humanize them, I guess. that Because to you, they're not a human. They're just somebody who acts. So therefore... Exactly. They're an idea, a concept. A concept. So every waking moment, they should be thinking, ah, what should I do now so that people on the internet will be proud of me? Right. As though they live their lives to be accountable to To us. Because they acted movie. Thank you. So therefore, because it's your nine dollars that you pay the AMC theaters that is feeding them. So therefore, now when they wake up, they should say good morning, sir. Good morning, ma. What can we? What can I save you today? What can I do? And you see them leaving comments about how yes, that these celebrities owe them because after all, they go and spend their money on their films, which I mean to a certain extent is true, but. Does that mean that your boss can call you at 12 p.m. and be like, hey, come to my house and wash my dog? <laughs> actually, some people in Nigeria, I think people in Nigeria actually do that. <laughs> because, no, it's true. Because my friend has told me before that when he was doing his industrial attachments in an oil company, like a multinational, let me not call their name here, multinational company, his boss said he should go to her house because some people are coming to do some work and she needs somebody to oversee them. No, no joke. I hate Nigeria. Think I about it. Nigeria. So it's very possible, but we all know it's absurd, right? right? These people are using their skill and their talent. They are entertaining you and you are paying to be entertained. Exactly. So there shouldn't be, they're not your slave. They're not your servant. They're not your, even your pet. Sometimes you call your dog, Cookie. Cookie will not answer. <laughs> do you understand? There are times that you call Cookie and Cookie will not answer you, which is the truth. So why do you now assume another full-fledged human being 
should be at your beck and call because you right. paid once again nine dollars at AMC Studios or whoever you paid to. Which <laughs> do you understand? So people need to think before you do something. Just actually sit down, think about it, put yourself in that position. Just have common sense. I know we say it's so ironic we call it common sense because most people don't have it, so it's not that common. Right? Why is it common? Right? But just at least think, like, okay, this doesn't make sense. What I'm doing, this is, you know, let me humanize that person, that ideal or that person I see on screen. That's not actually them. They are a human being that has, you know, a mom, a dad, maybe children, friends, feelings, you know, other things like that. I think that's so important and so key. Yeah. Then we talk about the angle of he didn't really tell that many people, but the few people he told, they didn't spread the word, they didn't spread the gist, right. they didn't spread the news, right? It wasn't one of those man. I noticed that hot girl Aya used to post full body pictures. Now she's only been posting from her nose up, so she's probably pregnant. Then it becomes a thing where like hot girl Aya is pregnant. Before you know, it is a fact. Before, you know, even, facts, before you. you know, they'll give yeah. you even due dates. You know, thank you. You mistakenly eat from the day you You take a picture on your balcony. Somebody take your picture. Hot girl Ayo with imagine bump. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> that's the news. That's the gist. That's the word. They will not say, we reach out to her for comments, but she didn't respond. <laughs> so, these people, wild. <laughs> these people actually respected his, you know, privacy, respected the fact that it was for him to share the news and nobody else, right? Yeah. Something Nigerian parents don't do. <laughs> They're like, mom, don't tell anybody that. Oh, okay, no problem. Ah, you yeah, told this, this person. Is I told this person, ah, is your auntie now? Is your <laughs> teacher from nursery school now? Ah, is the pastor? What part of don't tell anybody? Don't you understand? The any or the body? <laughs> <laughs> Which one don't you understand? So I like that. Literally, there was no leak. I mean, it was such a surprise. And I think that's what added to the grief factor because people were like, wait, what? We didn't even know he was sick. How come? You know, it was just a lot. But I do like that nobody broke that confidence. And I read that he only told a small number of people because, of course, the more people you tell, the likelihood right. that things will get out of hand. Yeah. So wherever those people were, Imagine them carrying that secret, carrying that burden. Of course, you have a burden for your friend and just, right. you know. And from, you know, accounts that I've read, people that knew what was happening, he had already come to terms, actually in the last, you know, final few months or whatever, that he was going to die. So his friend, who is also a producer and stuff that went to school with him, said, you know, he would say things like, you know, make sure you tell them our story. Make sure. And he's like, no, we will together. Because, of course, he believed that this guy would come out of it. Or he wanted to believe. But the guy had already come to that place of acceptance and it didn't stop him from still trying to do things. Right. Still talking about, you know, programs you can do for kids. He was involved in Make-A-Wish Foundation. He still wanted to put a smile on people's face and give, you know, these fans that don't deserve him, give them great, you know, body of work to remember him by. And yeah. I don't know where he got the strength, to be honest, because I'm just like, wow. Like even me, at least four times a week, I ask God why. God why. <laughs> Honestly, literally, if I not, I'll be like, Oh God, <laughs> I'll be like, God, why? I can say it in English, in Yoruba, in Igbo, in Pidgin. But this is somebody who actually had a reason to say, God, why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in his private time, he probably did question it, but 
it didn't make him now say, okay, well, I'm now, eh, let's be waiting now. When we see each other, you answer me. No. He literally was still active. He was doing stuff. He was... Like we said about the whole pity thing. I'm just thinking about human beings. If this guy had made that mistake of announcing, hey, guys, I'm, you know, struggling with colon cancer. Hmm. People that didn't even send him before, everybody would start sending flowers. They would now post it on their page. Of course, now. So glad I was able to cheer up at Chadwick Boseman with these flowers from... Thank you. Or they will come and post, wow, so sad. I just bought him a new, you know, whatever, Porsche, Bentley, Rolls Royce. Unfortunately, he was too sick to get in it. Wonder what we're going to do with it now. Probably give it to charity. Plugging themselves. Hyping themselves. Making the issue about themselves. Right? You turn it into a me thing. Wow, and I was just with him yesterday. Oh, invited him over to lunch. All those fake things. Everybody invited him. You know, Ellen will say, I didn't say Ellen is fake. Let them not call my name. Ellen will invite him to the show. Uh, Steve Harvey. Dr. Phil, everybody wants to, you know, oh. feel like me and this person, we have something. Oh, I invited him. Oh, when he came on my show, when he, you know, that human nature to inject yourself and right. forget this is about this person and what. So I think that's also another angle, another reason why he probably didn't want that fakery. That, you know. Right. That fake, right. People who you're like, mm, this person doesn't really send me oh. all of a sudden now. They're your bestie. Yes, They're you, showing up right. at your house. You know, see, like we can hear words, like you mentioned. People were just, oh, see me, you know, coming out from my private jet, went to visit, went to spend some time with my boy, Kanye. Really? Okay. Right. I'm like, someone is having a mental break. You're yeah, going there to take pictures that like you went to hang out with him. Okay, cool. Like, you, you could have just called him on the phone or text him. If he was really exactly. your friend, why did you wait for things to get this bad? Why haven't you been talking to him since? Exactly. Why haven't you been advising oh, him, oh, praying oh, for him? Question. What are you trying to prove that he's okay? Because clearly he's not. Clearly he's not. Do you understand? They want to prove that you're a friend in need and a friend indeed. So <laughs> you made yourself available because clearly you're less busy where you are. Very, very much less busy. So yeah. you just, you know, filled up the jets, landed in Wyoming, took group picture with him and bounced. And the next Bounce, night, of course. next night, the guy is still tweeting the same crap he was tweeting the day same before. Same crap he was doing the day before, precisely. So I think, I, I mean, that's obviously clearly another reason why he didn't do that. And to what I was saying last week, and I've been having this conversation with a lot of people, there's a reason why you're on Earth. Right. Like, you didn't just come and waste space and oxygen. Think about it. There's a reason. You know how people say this person was born by accident or somebody mistakenly got pregnant? Think about people who are actively trying to get pregnant, spending money, right. and they still can't. So, I never believe there's a mistake. Is it unplanned? Yes, you didn't plan it. But there's a reason that each person right. is here, right? And there's a purpose for you being here. There's something you're going to achieve. Nobody else, no matter how, whatever they are, can be you. Like, you are the only person that can be you, right? So there's something, there's some kind of value that you bring to life or to earth or, you know, wherever you find yourself. For those that believe there's life in God knows which other planet. (sighs) Find that purpose. Know what that purpose is. It helps make life actually have meaning. Because sometimes we're like, What's life? Life is a part of beings. Life is a part of rotten eggs. Right. Life is, why are we even here? What are we doing? Like, do we literally just live, make money, spend the money, die, then get thrown into the ground? Like, they, but there's a purpose. And I think for him, that's what made life have meaning. And even when he knew that life was coming to an end, it was more of a, okay, how much of this purpose can I achieve before I go? Right. No slowing down. This is not the time to feel sorry for myself, pity myself. It's legit. Okay. I have some time. I don't know how much time, 
But let me think about so many other people that died, even 2020 alone, who were not sick, who didn't have any condition, who didn't even have any premonition that death could be coming soon, right? Yep. So no, that's I the thing. Can't. On one hand, I could say the plus side is he knew that the end was coming so he could, you know, put his affairs in order. Not everybody's right. going to get that chance. Not everybody's going to get that opportunity, right? So if you can take away anything from his life, it should be what impact am I making? Like when yeah. I leave this earth, because everybody's going to die. Unless when Jesus comes, you're going to die. So yeah. when you die, what do people remember you for? Are you that person that is like, ah, man, this guy, ah, he could dress. So, okay, after that, then what? What happens to all the designer clothes that you piled up in your closet? They will sell it. But, or if you go to charity or your family members will take it and start wearing it. Then what? Right? Uh, oh, she could cook. Okay. Fine. Great. You could cook. After that, then what? Who are you cooking for in the grave? Nobody. That talent, that skill, it has gone with you. But when right. you actually impact people's lives, you impart your knowledge, you share what you have, you pass it on to the next person, the next person, the next person. Then, of course, like him now, remember him. He will forever be okay. He was the first person that played, you know, a black superhero. The people that he yep. helped, you know, cancer. The children that had cancer. They make a wish people. The people that he donated PPE. Imagine dying, but being concerned about providing PPE so that black people will not die. Right. You know, those people will remember him, right? Of so course, many people forever. will remember him. People that he acted with, people that he encouraged, people that he gave to, people that people will remember him for so many good things. So. What is that thing that you can do? What is that impact that you can have? Yes, not everybody will become a movie star. Not everybody will become a politician or, you know, invent something. But in your own small way, even if it's in your community, if you gather little kids around and say, hey, I'm doing college prep classes. What do you need to write the SAT? What do you need to write YEC or JAM or whatever the exam, your A-levels? I can help. Free study. You get. Even if it's going to your local library, donating books. Say, here, yeah, so, 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 books. I'm donating going to maybe a college that you went to, a local college, paying for some students' books at the library, something that will actually touch somebody's life, help them achieve their own goal, their own dream. You don't know. It might not be you that becomes the president, but somebody you helped. One thing most people don't know is that Denzel Washington paid for tuition for Charlie for Bozeman. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that because Denzel Washington did not come and bring a... Loudspeaker to video him and start shouting, Come, oh, world people, come and hear, or come and see, oh, nothing. Never mentioned it, never brought it up, never even called the guy and said, Guy, you owe me, oh, hey, now nothing. So, you don't know. He didn't know him that time. He just helped 12 students. Out of the 12, you only know one. The others, maybe now they are working in Starbucks. We don't know. It could have been a wasted investment, but he didn't think of that. He just thought of, What can I do to help help somebody else? You know, another black person, this craft that I love. How can I make sure he keeps paying forward? You know? Yeah. So there's just so many lessons, to be honest. Like, I feel like that's just a whole discussion on its own. So, so, so many lessons that we could learn. But just a reminder that we're not here forever and everybody needs to act right. Because yeah. agreed. if you live tomorrow, you want there to be a good report. You don't want to that person that people are like, oh, he died. Oh, I didn't even notice. There are people that died right. and nobody notices because nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. you know. Maybe some months that they were like, ah, this person has not posted in a long time. What happened? They will now, you know, you don't want to be that person. Yeah, I certainly don't want to be that person. So yep. in whatever way you can, just make sure that you impact somebody's life. Even if it's buying lunch for somebody. Yeah, donating to a cause, something, right? You might not start your own, but support other people. Be there for people. If it's knowledge, pass on the knowledge that you have. 
don't be intimidated that if I tell this person how I started this business, they will not do their own, they will not pass me. Right. That means that the quality of what you are providing in the first place is not good enough. If you are afraid that helping exactly. other people will threaten will your own success. You. Right. So all these Nigerian people that will be doing, ah, I paid my dues, you have to pay your own dues. Or, where did you buy these shirts from? Ah, I can't remember the website. You're a liar. You know the website. You even have it bookmarked. You can go into your email and actually check the records, right? Right, right. And it but you're so... Thank you. But you want it to be exclusive. There's like this stupid hype that you get from being exclusive. If I hide this information, yeah. I'll be the only one. Guess what? If you don't help that person, God will find somebody else that will help them or even pass that will you. help them, exactly. Then you'll now be saying, ah, this person even emailed me. I remember when this person was in my DMs. So yeah, what's your point? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Anyway, wow, wow, one hour. That's a lot of talking, dear. I think we can bring this episode to a close. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was a great discussion. This was a good discussion. You know, a lot of times I'm talking to myself. So actually having somebody to (laughs) respond was actually really good and, you know, informative and helpful. As you guys know, my project is still on. Thank you to everybody who has donated, everybody who has reached out, who has shared. Some of you, when I post it, you do as if you have a polo, your eyes swollen. You can't see. <laughs> Let me post anything funny, any meme, any other thing. You guys will be bombarding me with comments. Let me post your change for change. Your Apollo will come back. Conjunctivitis. God is watching you guys in real time. This is not 3D, 4D. As I am now, he's looking at you eyeball to eyeball. Please, if you haven't already become a part of this, we're still taking money. Girls still need pads. Periods are every month. It's not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's not you get it once, you forget about it. It's every single month. So go to our Instagram page at your change for change. Even on the Bounce and Motivation Instagram page, there are links there, the website. It's in the highlights, ways that you can get involved, you can give. Guys, if it's 100 Naira, it's something. If it's 1 million Naira, We'll manage it. It's still okay by us. Okay? Don't use that excuse of, oh, I don't have anything. Oh, I don't. Something is better than nothing. If you give $5 and 20 other people give $5, we're already over $100. Right? So collective, you know, group work. Anyway, guys, that is all for this episode. Ayo, do you have... Oh, guys, by the way, I forgot to mention, if you didn't already know, those of you that know me personally, or just by our names, you probably can tell that. Oh, girl, Ayo is my sister same mom same dad okay guys so (laughs) she's actually my younger sister so yes if you enjoyed having her let me know leave a comment reach out to me if you didn't enjoy it keep your opinion in your pocket we don't really care thank you okay (laughs) we only take good news and positive vibes on this positive vibes only so if you want Hot Girl Ayo to feature on another podcast episode, if you have, now we've gotten to 10 episodes, so I feel like I've gotten this, you know, packed down. If you have suggestions for topics, if you want to feature on this podcast, sorry, I won't take everybody. That's just, let me just tell you now. Let me not, process. Let me not hype you guys. There's going to be, you know, something like an interview. I, gotta, I have to make sure you don't come online and start disgracing me okay or disgracing yourself as well so (laughs) if you think you got what it takes to represent your hood then let me know if you'd like to come on we've had some topics that we've talked about before and i've had interesting discussions with people offline 
So I'll bring them here just to tell you what their opinion is. The prenup one, man, guys, that thing was popping. So I'll bring people here to tell you about their opinions and so on and so forth. It'll be more interactive. We'll have fun. You know, I take donations. If you have any gifts for me, money, I'm not proud. I take everything. <laughs> I don't take Cephas. I might take Naira, depends. The exchange rate is shaking, so I don't know about that <laughs> for now. But guys, I ramble. Thank you, Ayo. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. Don't forget, guys, join the Instagram family. I'm begging, it's, I've been begging you for these 10 weeks now. Please, <laughs> let God use you in a positive light. Thank you. Be kind. I say this every week. Some of you still don't learn. Be safe. The COVID-19 is still out there. Don't let it catch you. Yourself, don't catch it. <laughs> Behave yourself. I don't know how else to some of you. Sometimes you post some things. I'm like... How come? Why this? Why this? <laughs> Behave yourself, please. And just be good, guys. Have an amazing week ahead. I pray for nothing but blessings and good news for yeah. you. Until next week. Bye. Bye.